In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, beloved children of God, and welcome to Monday in the 22nd week in ordinary time of the church's year. Today being the 30th day of August 2021. We together call upon the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of life, to fill us. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come, come, come. Dear children of God, the title of my homily today is There is Life Beyond the Grave. There is life beyond the grave. The first reading today is taken from St. Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 4, from verse 13 to verse 18. And the gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to Luke, chapter 4, from verse 16 to verse 30. Today, in the first reading, St. Paul, writing to the people of Thessalonians, makes it clear to them that there is life beyond the grave. And he encouraged the people that they should live a life that is pleasing to God, making it clear that they are not ignorant of what happened to those who are asleep in death, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For us Christians, we have hope, have a hope in the resurrection of the dead. And he makes it clear that those who are asleep in God will rise first. Those who are dead in Christ will rise first, even beyond before others. And then those who are alive will be taken up along with them into the kingdom of God. And so those who are alive have no advantage over those who are dead in Christ. Those who are dead but are not in Christ will also rise, but they will rise to eternal punishment and condemnation. Why the, the righteous or those who are dead in Christ will rise to eternal life of reward or blessings. Dear children of God, here the grave does not mean only death, this physical grave. But grave here would be understood to mean, firstly, of course, death, natural, real death. But beyond that, it will also mean any situation that connotes hopelessness, that connotes incapacitation, that connotes, you know, a state of helplessness, a state of depression. A state of discouragement. This, therefore, will mean every condition that is not healthy and does not make for the well-being and the good of the children of God. This could be poverty. This could mean illness, ailments, infections. It could imply misfortunes. This here grave could also imply 
oppression, oppression of the righteous, oppression of the just. It could also imply injustice. It could imply everything that is against the well-being of the children of God and their children of God. The message today is that you shouldn't be discouraged that there is hope. There is hope beyond your grave. Whatever situation you are passing through today that you feel like someone in the grave, someone that cannot help himself or herself out of his or her uncomfortable, unhandy condition, God is telling you today that there is hope or beyond that grave, that God can lift you out of that situation and no matter how messy it may be to a situation of glory, that you can celebrate and be celebrated again, that you can come out victorious, you can come out giving testimonies again. Is it a situation that kept you miserable in your marriage because of crisis, maybe because of childlessness, because of family conflict, whatever the situation may be. Is it unemployment? Is it abuse in the place of work? Is it misfortune of one kind or the other? Is it death in the family, loss of loved ones in close succession? Is it untimely death? Whatever the situation is, whatever you are going through that may appear to be your own grave, God comes telling you today, dear child of mine, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged because there is hope for you, there is life for you, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I am walking a way that you cannot see. And that is why Jesus in the gospel today adopting the word of God from the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 61 declares as his manifesto that which Isaiah prophesied about the Messiah. He says that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has, you know, and then to bring sight to the blind. He has sent me to proclaim a release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to give and to give, you know, a day that the children of God will rejoice. He would has come to declare the year of the Lord's favor. Now, this very manifesto of Christ is for all, but those who benefit from it are those who live in Christ, those who live their life dedicated to God. And that is where it becomes very important that we we'll live our lives in God, live our lives in righteousness, live our lives trusting in God, holding on to God. Do not dray from the path of righteousness, no matter what you are going through. Do not allow the challenges of life push you away from God, because at the final analysis, it is only God that can redeem you. And when you leave following God, look at what this uh, very passage that Jesus, you know, quoted says in full. Look at the good news. Look at the message of hope God gives us in this Isaiah. I'm going to read Isaiah 61 from verse 1 to verse 8. And he says, The Spirit of the Lord 
is on me because the Lord has anointed me to spread good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. Yes, there is going to be the day of the vengeance of our God against all of those who have subjected the children of God to all kinds of misfortunes, to all kinds of afflictions and troubles. For God will indeed rise to defend the poor, the weak, and the helpless. He says again, to comfort those who mourn and they provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of the righteousness oak of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Aliens will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will work your fields and vineyards. And you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of God. You will feed on the wealth of the nations, and in their riches you will boast. Instead of their shame, my people will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, they will rejoice in their inheritance. And so they will inherit a double portion of their land, and everlasting joy will be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and iniquity. In my faithfulness, I will reward them and make an everlasting covenant with them. Amen, amen. Dear child of God, this is the promise of God for you. This is the promise of God for me. No matter what you are going through today, therefore, whether you are suffering in the hands of men or in the hands of the government or in the hands of nature or in the hands of the forces of of economic forces or whatever your situation is whatever you are passing through do not give up hope for the Lord is walking a way you cannot see and God is fighting your cause for you you will indeed rejoice at God's own appointed time therefore do not give up hope do not lose heart for there is life beyond the grave you are in today and there is life ultimately beyond the grave of death for those who live in Christ. May the Christ whom in whom you live, the anointed one of God, never fail you. May he defend your cause, save you in every situation, and bless you, causing you to prosper, that the world may see that you are indeed a covenant child of God, through Christ our Lord. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings and do have a very fruitful week ahead.